Welcome to the Aquaculture Club. What's up, everyone? I'm your co-founder, Damien. And I'm Nick. Nick, are you ready to kick off the 35th club meeting? Number 35. Let's let this commence. Absolutely wild. Let's do this thing. In intro music. Nick, how are you doing? This is our 35th meeting. This is kind of crazy. It just, I feel like we just started this a month ago, not even. It does feel that way, doesn't it? It's crazy how much time has passed between then and now and how much things have happened to both of us. Yeah, we're getting close to a year. We are. A few months, we'll be at a year. I remember being back at my parents' house over uh, holiday break near Christmas time, recording like our third episode. Mm -hmm, That's exactly what happened. That was... I was at my old place by myself in the city. That's absolutely crazy. New house. Wow. It's kind of insane. And this is our third season too. It time flies, man. Damon's got that hockey culture club money buying him a new house. (laughs) I'm trying, right? I'm trying. (laughs) Speaking of hockey culture club money. No, I'm just kidding. There is no money. I'll see you by our sponsor. <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow. <laughs> I don't know what they would do if they actually emailed me. Emailed uh, us. Yes. What yes. would we do? You, you would I, you would you would you would really be sponsored by them? I, there's a reason why everyone's sponsored by them because they pay really well. <sighs> Dude, there's yeah, money so in the mobile apps. There are money in mobile apps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're gonna say you saw. I was just gonna say this is always how I start most and mostly everything. I'm like I saw a TikTok about those guys. <laughs> and it's like apparently like a bunch of different agencies will hit up like a bunch of different agencies will hit up the same person mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, Raid Shadow Legends, you wanna like be sponsored by them? And they'll like try to get represented you to like represent them because then they take a cut, you know, because they like connected. Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone actually play the game? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I downloaded it once, played it, and then kind of was just like, eh. If I wanted to play it, I'd play it on my PC, you know? Yeah, it's it's every other mobile game. But, yeah. uh, Ray, if you're listening, we'll sponsor your product. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. That will be the day when we get our first sponsor. That will be cool as heck. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who it is. It's just be cool. Someone's listening. Yeah, someone that we, someone that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Beggars can't be choosers, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do know what you're saying. You know who ain't a beggar, Nick? Who ain't a beggar, Damien? Todoroki, he ain't begging. He ain't begging. This man's gets beat by his dad. Dude. Sees his dad beat his mom. Heavy. And he's just trying to mend this relationship heavy episode a lot of balls on, uh, endeavor trying to come back into the family after the way that he treated them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which cojones. is kind of crazy because i would like to see an apology maybe to his mother yeah well she's like in a mental institute so yes she's impatient she, yeah when she gets out uh it doesn't really like we don't know exactly what happened right or did i miss it but it didn't seem good whatever it was i think she just had some sort of like mental break yeah where she needed time away yeah and she she constantly would see her like her youngest child getting abused like physically abused by oh yeah their father and uh 
she's the one that caused the scar on Todoroki's face. Yeah, absolutely. Accidentally with the scalding water for the tea. Yeah, I always thought that was just the way that he looked. I didn't realize it was a scar. Me um, too. I thought that was the way he looked as well. Yeah. So, all right, I got to pull up my notes here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was like the that was like the tipping point to where mm-hmm. she had to get away. Absolutely. And, uh, One of the things I didn't realize, maybe you have realized it. Let me know. But I didn't. I didn't realize until this episode that his children before Todoroki, like whoever the first part, whoever the first kid is, wherever he's at, mm-hmm. and then the two that we see, the boy and the girl, they are the like failed experiments of yeah. trying to make a dual quirked kid. Yeah. So they all have fire quirk, I'm assuming. Some sort I think of they fire. all have ice. Oh. Because they all have oh. the, the white hair. Right, yeah. And we don't know really much about the other kid, the first kid, Toya. The firstborn. Yeah, we no idea who that is, where he's at, if he's dead or alive. I think we know who that is. I think we do, Damien. I think we do, yeah. I think I, all I just... signs are pointing to it being a certain character we've met before. Yeah, I think so. Unless he's I think dead. the eyes give it away. Yeah, unless he's dead, which I don't. Like it didn't really give us any kind of hint of that, or hmm. I feel like they wouldn't speak to Endeavor at all if he killed one of their brothers. Yeah. Um, is Dobby? I think it might be. <laughs> I think it has <laughs> to be. <laughs> the eyes, the eyes kind of line up, like the color, and like yeah, I think it might be him. Now, Dobby's got a bunch of like stitches and scars and stuff, but you know that could have came later. It could have came later. Who knows? Maybe he did die and someone resurrected him, or maybe like things happened. Mm-hmm. He was if he was the firstborn child, maybe he was put through like worse conditions than what Todoroki was put through. Mm-hmm. Maybe Todoroki, maybe this, maybe who knows if this is Dobby. Maybe he actually had both powers. Yeah, maybe. And like he was like failed, like never failed. To train him and he may have died may have died he made a kill he might have killed him trained he, him too hard dead he might have killed him in debt yeah. yeah or it's Dobby, and he's still alive and he ran away um i feel like that's a lot more likely um and also i've been talking about this for about five episodes now they're just further making you like endeavor more and he's gonna die yeah oh yeah he's on the he's on a one-way train to death yeah. passing the torch it's gonna happen Oh yeah. Heard it here first. Unless somebody else did it on YouTube, probably. But I said it first in my mind. Yes. Nick said it first. Here on Naki Culture Club. Yeah, fucking write it down, man. Write it down. Although I'm I'm still struggling to see like overall, like how this season, like I know we're gonna get the My Villain Academia arc last, and they're probably gonna have to now split it up. Mm-hmm. like we're gonna get like a few episodes because there's only like a few episodes left like less than 10 uh-huh. and we're gonna get like the first half of my villain academia and this end, and then it's gonna end on a cliffhanger and then we're gonna get the next half in season six probably i think you might be right it's a perfect way for them to explain who dobby is yeah to, yeah i just feel like from the jump, like I don't want to prejudge the entirety of the season, but I feel like so far 
the season has been kind of lackluster. Agreed. In terms of just like <laughs> storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like what has happened this season besides like 1A1B fighting and then like the three musketeers just chasing around Endeavor. Yeah. I mean, the all for one stuff has been pretty big or one for all stuff has been pretty big where like he's kind of seeing into that realm, but like, then they just, it's That's just true. gone. Like this whole season feels like it's been a buildup to next season. Like there's yeah. nothing really going on this season. Exactly. exactly. I think that's a really great way of putting it. This season is a merely a buildup for the next season. Next season better be good. Oh, that's yeah. the case. I keep reading that it's going to be good, that it's going to be action packed. And it's kind of like, this is the lull before everything gets crazy. I'm holding out for that because I want this show to be great. It started off really great. Um, just we're hitting the wall, you know? Yeah. In, that's it. in the valley. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes just, that's just how it's got to be sometimes, you know? Yeah, that's right. That is right. Yeah, there's not, not too much to say about this episode. You just kind of got to look into the Todoroki family. Um, yep. I think Deku's, like, his interactions with the sister and just the way and, – and Kachan during dinner it was pretty – that was pretty entertaining. Oh, my God. I was going to mention – like how how Kachan is just always angry, <laughs> always just like angry in every frame of the episode. He's just pissed off. It's just, it's like it's so funny to me. Yeah, and he was like, uh, Todoroki was like, yeah, I, I said I was gonna invite my friends over for dinner. He's like, how many times do I have to tell you I'm not your friend? And <laughs> like, like Deku's trying to like you know apologize for for her for like hurting Shoto during the like their war arc that they had and he's like you know don't worry about it like he's like don't apologize it was just an event (laughs) crabby old man dude he is so crabby i love it though he's so angry yeah he's he's one of the favorites for sure i'm sure he's a fan favorite not just mine oh Uh, he's pretty great he is hopefully i i wonder what how his character will develop in the future in terms of angry Will he get less angry? Will he mellow out? Or will he get more angry? Because Endeavor dies. And now he wants to be like the number one hero. Beat out Deku. I think he's going to get more angry. He's going to keep going. But I think the angrier he is, the more he cares. Oh, I agree. That's a great way of putting it. The angrier he gets, the more he cares. Oh, yeah, that's totally it. Not too much else to say about my hero, unfortunately. Unfortunately not, but that's kind of how it's going to go. Maybe until my villain starts, but we'll see what happens next episode. Got some other ones. Absolutely. That's uh, that's quite a bit to say about. Ooh, 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 ooh. I don't know where you want to... We have, we have six animes to go over this this episode, so I don't know where you want to go. Where uh, The world is our oyster. I don't know where. Um, uh, uh, well, I feel like Two Year Eternity is kind of fresh in my mind. You want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Fushi, I'm glad that you did something. Yes. Yes. I'll say, okay. I agree. I'm glad that he finally did something. Um, through the power of friendship. He power of friendship. We can check this off as a certified shonen now, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> we know that is now the category that this falls in because we know that he couldn't have done it without the friends he made along the way. On Jananda Island. 
Yep. Um, like just before. So a little background, um, the knockers come again mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. attack the island. Yes. And this time Fushi comes out victorious with the help of his friends. Um, just before his friends helped him, they mm-hmm. were uh, bombarding him, trying to kick him off the island because they're like, you don't belong here. We, you know, you suck. Yeah, pretty much. You suck. You know, we, we put our lives on the line to try to make a difference and you can't die. You arrogant, blah, blah, blah. And then they're not going to show up and they're like, oh, yeah, um, we're going to fight this guy with you. So that happens. That happens. But also another <laughs> really important piece also happens. And? Uh, Perona dies. Yeah. yeah Just we learn. She dies. And we also learn that anyone that he makes a connection with along the way, he will obtain their form when they pass. Yeah. So maybe he's going to obtain like the other girl who was like attacking her in March and trying to like, you know, like the one that like started the, the ceremony, maybe he'll gain her form too. Yeah. But then that also kind of leads us down the road of like, he's going to gain the old woman and the booze man mm-hmm. and Rianne at one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Rian. So like, I feel like in a weird way, we're going to see him gain like obviously time is going to pass like decades is going to pass and he's going to get like Reen's form mm-hmm. and it's going to be like kind of like a, a punch in the gut when that happens you know mm-hmm. like i can kind of see that happening in like multiple arcs away from now though just like, like three or four arcs away we kind of forgot about them a little bit just like out of nowhere you think he's going to see her die or she's just something's she, going to happen something's going to happen kind of like perona like something happened to her but we don't know what yeah and um yeah like we're gonna be like we're reminded of her like oh my god yeah like she's dead now and now he has her form yeah i think you might be right and this man's gonna live forever so at the end of the day he's gonna have you know thousands of forms if he just keeps doing what he's doing meeting new people yeah exactly uh i hope he doesn't get the little kid to nari's form Still don't like her. I think she's annoying, but mm. could be useful. Mm. He's already got one little kid with March. He doesn't need another. Yeah, it's true. So what is he gonna start a daycare out here? Come on now. <laughs> we don't need <laughs> we need adult fighting forms, is what we need, obviously, yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's pretty awesome that uh I, I just lost her name, Pan- Panara. Yeah, Panara, yeah, Panera Bread. Panera, Panera Bread, Bread <laughs> is uh <laughs> She's like his best fighting form. Yeah, she is. She's so good. Yeah, it's like, like lightweight, uh, nimble, and strong. And that's I think that's pretty awesome. She was a cool character. She was uh, a great character. Noble. Panera Bread, just the best character. <laughs> Panera Bread. What's her actual name? Uh, Paran- uh, Paranora? Paranora? Perona. Perona. Paranoid. Not Panera Bread. Not Paranoid. Not Panera no- Parno Parnora? <laughs> Fuck. Corona. Corona. Right? Perona? Right? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it's Perona. No, <laughs> it's Panera. <laughs> it's Panera from now on. Panera from now on. Okay. Yeah. And so another thing that I want to say is, and I find I'm like personally offended by this by Fushi, what he said. Mm. When the knocker first appears, right? He goes, What forms do I have? I have the boy, the dog, 
I have Panera Bread, and I have the thing that can dig, right? And I'm like, oh, is that The Rock? The Rock! He forgot about The Rock. The Rock. He forgot about The Rock again, Nick. I'm angry, okay? I'm Team Rock out here. Yeah, I want, just wants that that rock to come back. I want the rock. I want the rock to do something. I'm down bad for the rock, Nick. Okay, I want the rock to save the day at least one time. And at this point, he's forgetting about that he even has the rock. Sad. I don't know if we're ever going to see the rock again, Damien. I'm sorry. Not having it. Not happening. But he got March and he got the big bear back. That's exciting. And Goo Goo Swarm, because they stole Goo Goo. Oh, yeah, right off the bat, too. Yeah, like they just injected them. They were just like, whoop, right up the ass, and then they took Goo Goo, and then that was it. Yeah, the form he, like, cared most about was gone within seconds. And the crazy part is, is once Goo Goo's form is gone, he no longer knows that he had Goo Goo's form or who he is. So he can't even, like, have the opportunity to mourn the fact or get upset at the fact that Goo Goo's now gone. Which, that's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yes. Because, I mean, yeah, the mourning part, like he would be distraught if, if he realized that he lost Gugu's form. Precisely. Yeah. But then he gets Gugu, so he gets Gugu's form back, and does he just remember all of Gugu again? Yeah. Just, he's like, oh, that's Gugu's, you know? <laughs> that's I my can boy. Say, that's my boy. It's my best friend. It's my, my younger brother. I finally got, you know... The breathe fire back the the helmet you know who we thought was going to be the fighter of the group turns out to just be a, a lump yeah, he barely like maybe it's because he's scared to lose gugu and the only reason he was in that form is because he used the fire to light a fire for that little kid yeah so he's i think he's just scared to lose him so he's not going to actually fight with him i think you're right but then the Wait. narrator was like switch back to the boy form because they're coming mm-hmm yeah he warned him yeah yeah so the narrator why why would the narrator want to be in the boy form maybe he thinks that's like the least important form for that fight yeah he might be right could be that mole was super clutch though (laughs) it was he used him in a fight against that uh like the the champion or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um which he might have actually lost the fight like in technicality because he's about to choke him out, which would have rendered him unconscious for a couple seconds or whatever, which technically he would have lost. Yeah. I guess. And he used the mole against the knockers too. Yeah. So he's like using this. This mole was a great, a great pickup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so small. It's not a rock, but it's still really, it's really good pickup. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I want to see, I want to see Fushi turn into like a shark. Yeah, or a bird or something. Something. So, I want to see more animal forms, you know? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Like, you'd think that a bird would be one of the first things he'd pick up. Like, now, if he knows what a bird is, like, that's so useful. Yeah, it is so useful. I feel like he is just so against killing right now yeah. that, like, the idea of being, like, strategic and being like, oh, I want to, like, kill a bunch of animals to, like, gain their form, like, mm-hmm. probably is, like, not something that he wants to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because he, he would have to kill the bird. He's, like, so against it. Yeah. Even, like, like the the dude that he didn't want to kill, it was this, the first fight in this episode, uh, Tanari was like, he killed 50 people. Like, he deserves to die, and Fishy's just, he just won't have it. 
He's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to kill him. Pacifist. Bruh. We need you to gain. I guess he can only gain is he can gain forms. Remind me again. He can gain forms for things he feels confident about or things that he, I don't remember. Stimulation. Stimulation. So it doesn't necessarily need to like them, but he can get them for stimulation. So my question is, why not just get forms from people like that? Like he could have picked up like two throwaway forms, you know, that the knockers could have just like, he used as like bait for the knockers, like, be like okay yeah you can have that form whatever okay now i want to kill you yeah that's you know? a good point yeah like there's like i feel like every form he has besides the rock obviously <laughs> is forms that he like really deeply cares about yeah i think it's the the stronger the connection that he has the easier it is something like that but then like inanimate objects like we saw with the bow all he did was stab himself in the hand and then he can just make the bow right away which i think thought that was like super cool because all of a sudden he's just like <laughs> like just have like a bunch of flame hours fall out of his hand that was pretty rad yeah that was the most like resourceful of his powers that he's been yet oh yeah he's yeah. so resourceful nowadays it's great yeah, yeah. He, he's getting there i think there. i think the show's gonna end and he's gonna be like a badass warrior Something's oh yeah gonna happen where he's no longer a pacifist or maybe it's through the power of friendship again through the power of friendship, Nick, I'm telling you, we're chalking this up as a shonen for sure. What what is it? What's it considered? It's such a unique show. I think it's just like fantasy, oh. adventure, drama, shonen, supernatural. Okay, I feel that's like that's what I, my anime list says. Okay, I don't know why. Like, I always think that there has to be some sort of label for every show like a shonen is a thing Mm -hmm. yeah but like shonen is like fantasy can apply to star wars where Mm -hmm. shonen is shonen you know yeah and there doesn't so broad yeah there doesn't have to be an isekai or a shonen for every anime it could just be fantasy yes you get that through my head not everything needs to be shonen that's true right right could be a drama that's Damien's alley. No, it's not. It is my alley. Oh my god, it is my alley. <laughs> Hear more about that in a segment later in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some cool stuff coming up at the end. Okay, speaking of cool stuff, uh, I, talk I saw the Avengers. What? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I thought you were trying to segue and you couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I interrupted I, you. Go. I, I was. Yeah. I, I think we should save that for last. Okay. Okay. It was fine. so good. It really was. We I think save it for last. Okay. I just think it was. Okay. The detective is already dead. I saw on Funimation that uh, you watched all four. I did watch all four. So, because you beat me to the fourth episode and the fourth episode was already done. So I'm like, oh, well, he had to watch two and three to, get to watch number four. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he'd be like, who the hell is this little kid? Which Where the uh, hell did the detective go? That did happen. When I clicked on the, like the icon to, to watch it, it automatically went to four. And I was like, I watched like 10 minutes. And I'm like, this can't be right. You know, because well, when you explained it to me. <laughs> you do this all the time. I know. I know. But when you explained <laughs> it to me, you're like, the second episode is going to be confusing. Um, 
And I was like, okay, this is just the confusing part. And I'm like, who, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> oh my God, Nick. It's always Sorry. one of the worst shows you do this on too. Like the most confusing ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're just like, you know, like if you would have done it with my hero, you would be like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't you would you would understand what's going on right yes yes oh my god what for these new shows skipping oh okay that's it was hilarious. only like 10 minutes all right only 10. and then i went back and so i so had some after, foreshadowing it did yeah so after episodes two and three because i know we only talked about episode one last week yeah i watched two and three but then you also saw four so what were your thoughts on two and three I'll be honest. Without episode four, I would have gave this a thumbs down. I, I go, like, yes, good. absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely, me too. So I'm like kind of glad that you didn't watch it because I feel like in that moment, if we had both watched episode two and three, we would have looked at each other and been like, "I think we should drop this show." Yeah, like the the legendary detective, whatever her name is, like she was the best character in the show throughout she was, the first yes. forty five minutes, and then she's not in the show anymore. Yeah. And then we get to episode two mm -hmm. and we meet this new girl who's also going by her name and they're connected because of a heart transplant. Yes. So she has like the memories or like the emotions of the legendary detective. I keep, I don't remember what her name is. It's like Hanaki, Hanakagi or something. Mm -hmm. And like nothing happens. It's just for the like episode two and three, we get some buildup of um, this teen idol girl. Like she's got a sapphire that's super valuable, three billion yen or whatever. Yeah. And then it's just like they're kind of like staking out and they go to the rehearsal and we find our main character like starts to love her and is like, not love her, but is like a super fan of her, which I thought was funny, but nothing really happens. And I was like, I when I watched the trailer for the show, I was expecting like some like death note smarts, you know? Yes, me too. And we got that in the first 45 minutes though. Yeah. But then we didn't get it at all for two and three. No, it was like, what is happening? Like, this is kind of boring. Like, yeah, I guess we could have like expected it. Cause the name of the show literally is a detective is already dead. Right. But like, like without the smartness of the writing, what did it have? You know, if it's a detective no. show, like you're expecting smart, like Death Note or like yeah. Code Geass, like the like the big brain plays that you don't ever really like it. it it's a twist for you as a viewer. You never expected that to happen. And we yes. got a ton of that in episode one. Yes. And then we didn't get any of it in two and three. And it's yep. like, did we did we lose the whole point of the show when the detective died? That's what it kind of felt like. Right. You're like, okay, this girl's going to take her heart, but it's not really her. So, like, where is this great writing going to come from? Right. And it's almost like, yeah, we got this time skip of, like, three or four years. So, like, yeah, like, like he definitely picked up some things. But, like, we don't know that, though. No. And we never get – we never really figure that out in two and three until we get to four. Yes. Which, if we were going by the commandments – I was ready to stop at three, but because we said we were going to watch it, I watched episode four and I feel like it came back. I think it did. I think it really did. And 
if this episode wasn't a good one, it was it was gonna be a definite drop. Yeah, but um, this this episode was good because we had those twists and turns in that smart writing again, where our MC, what's his name, a pokey or something. Give me, give me Oki, give me, give me Oki, give me Oki. Our MC Kim Kimioki, mm-hmm. we've realized that he's actually really smart, and um. The, the teen idol girl, Yui or whatever, he was lying to him this whole time, actually set him up to get killed. And mm-hmm. he was on to it this whole time. And he just played dumb. And we only saw him playing dumb in two and three, where in episode four, we he was actually, he knew what was going on the whole time. And it almost lost us until we realized that this guy's actually smart and he knew what was going on the whole time. Yes. And like the cool thing about it was like, in the episode one i wrote down that like okay there's a lot of there's foreshadowing that happens in this show and you don't notice it until the end of the episode when they kind of like do do the reveal on like what they noticed and i wrote down i'm like damn i really want to catch those types of things like i want to see if i can like see what is happening throughout these episodes to see like what are like the giveaways on for certain people and the certain characters and like obviously two and three were so slow I didn't, I didn't catch anything, but it's like, he realized that her eye actually with the eye patch still does see things. And they like did flashbacks of her as a character, like turning around and like, she had the eye patch on, but she was turning with the eye patch eye. So it was like, she could still see with that eye. And I was like, damn, like I wanted to, ca- I, damn, I missed it damn. again. Like I want to see, I want to catch at least one thing, you know? And I'm kind of glad that that feeling came back. Like, Oh my God, they really are like, giveaways in this show that are Mm -hmm. foreshadowed yeah that that's what i mean by like the the smart writing Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. like the bread and butter of a show like this and it just i feel like if what happened in four happened in three we wouldn't be saying this because it was just one episode of slow down um but now that we realize that just because the detective is dead not all the smart writing and foreshadowing is going to go away Mm -hmm. i'm back in yeah same here I think that there's going to be a continuousness, continue, continuity, continue, continuation, continuation of smart writing in this show. I think so too. Uh, oh. I think that now that some of the slower bits out are out of the way and we kind of understand like the character dynamics and how things are going to be working, I think it's going to be good. I think the writers need to keep up the smart writing now. Because once that goes away, the show kind of will fall flat. Yeah, like what is it? It doesn't really have anything else. Like he's a detective solving crimes. Yeah. Like you're not going to watch Sherlock Holmes if like, like if you can solve the crime and you're just like, oh yeah, it was the guy that has the knife in his hand. Like he's the one who did it. Like if it's obvious like that, then it's just a boring detective show. Exactly. And some of those like big, like big brain shows, like Code Geass, like Death Note. Like I'm thinking about Code Geass right now. Like if Lelouch, for example, like didn't have a big brain moment, I feel like the show would still be good. Yeah, because like those characters action, were really well written. The other mm-hmm. characters really well written. The action, the geopolitical aspect of the show would still take place. Like there is a lot for that show to fall on mm-hmm. if Lelouch wasn't smart for an right. episode or two. Right. Um, maybe we just judged it too fast, but it is that Perhaps. is the commandment for three episodes because they have this whole like secret society with S 
SN, Spez, yeah, Spez, Spez or whatever. The yeah. Pez, the Pez Society. Yeah, the Pez dispensers. So, like, there's potential here. Um, the cyborgs are pretty cool, but we didn't really see a whole lot of it, but they're there. So, that has potential. They're out there doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you didn't tell me last episode what you thought because I wouldn't even have watched four if, if that was the case. Yes. I. I've been working on that as a person. I don't want to tell you what to think. I just want you to, unless you're in immediate danger, obviously, but you know, if it's something like this, I'll, I'll just let you, you know, form your own opinion instead of being like, Oh, this shit sucks. You know, like, right. Ugh, Cause like, I, I, I like, obviously like if I did that, I would have been wrong anyway, you know? Yeah. And we would have yeah. been like, not have watched it and dropped it. And who knows where this show is going to be at episode 12. Exactly. Except for Promise Neverland season two and record Ragnarok, they suck. They definitely suck. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you that. Oh yeah, they suck. They suck. I saw someone do a hot take opinion on the Promise Neverland on TikTok today. And she was saying that like the Promise Neverland season two was never going to be good no matter how they adapted it because the manga wasn't that very good after oh. the first like school arc. Oh. And obviously, like I've never read the manga. So like I couldn't take like I had no opinion, but I was like, that's very interesting. So, like people did agree with her, but she called it like a hot take, like controversial take. So and I guess that's just interesting. That is interesting. So it wasn't just the studio that we got really mad at. It was the show. It's the story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people in the comments were saying like, hey, man, like that would have been a good. Oh, not hey, man. But they were like, hey, <laughs> like it would have been a really good opportunity for the animators to like take us all up to like the Goldie pond arc and then like kind of like rewrite things that the manga didn't do so well at the end, you know, yeah. maybe change the ending up, which I don't know what the ending actually is. Maybe we saw it in that little slideshow at the very end. <laughs> yeah. With like her meeting with the demons and rewriting the promise. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone like that. Who knows? I don't <laughs> I don't have much more to say about the text is already dead other than it went in an obvious lull and it, it brought us back. I agree. I agree. Okay. Be gone detective until next Be week. Be gone. That leaves us with one more, two more, two, one more, three more, three more. Oh my God. Don't forget more. Tokyo Adventures, man. <gasps> I was actually forgetting uh, Peach Boy Riverside. Oh, let's go into that. I was like looking at, Moonlit Fantasy, and then I was like, "Wait, Moonlit Tokyo? What's the third? Peachway Riverside?" Which I'm liking Peachway Riverside. Me too. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential in this show. There is a lot of potential. We're seeing like some, some pretty good character development. I'm gonna say I was a bit of a dumbass throughout this entire episode. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to anyone. Yeah. Uh, the entire time that Mikoto, Mikoto is speaking with the princess. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is this is new. This is what's happening right now, <laughs> right? Like, this is a thing that's happening right now. It's princess new character. Look at this new princess. What's her name? Salinthia or whatever her name is, you know? Uh -huh. And I'm like, that's very interesting. Until the very end, and she cut her hair. I'm like, hold on a second. That's Sally. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. What you the heck? Watch, you're watching too much anime, man. You can't what keep the it all. Heck? Can't keep it all in line. <laughs> 
That's funny. I didn't know it was a flashback. Where was I for the whole thing? I was there. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I didn't realize it was sailing till the end. It changes so much now that you know who it was. Get a little origin story. Origin story. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Sick, Damien. Sick. <laughs> so, yeah, we get a flashback mm-hmm. of Sally and Mikoto meeting for the first time and realizing that he's a warrior, Peach Boy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? Um, I thought it was nice to see. So, a question we had last time is why she's an ex princess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, we did learn that. We learned a little bit about who Peach Boy is, but it's still left like it was an origin story, but it there's so much more to learn still. Like oh yeah, what what's the upside down hearts? Why does Sal- Sally had the upside down like when the ogres were outside of the kingdom, she had that same hot feeling that she had that we saw in the last episode. Yeah, where yeah. she gets all powerful. Like, where did that come from? Because I thought that maybe she would have got that from Peach Boy somehow. Bro, I'm such a dumbass. I also said that in the middle of the episode when she got super hot when she saw the ogre or the orc. Uh-huh. Is it ogre or orc? Fuck ogre. Around. Ogre. Orc is a different show. Ogre. Uh, I was like, oh, dude, maybe she's one of those. Like, maybe she's one of, like, Mikoto, you know? Like, maybe she's, <laughs> like, a, you know, an ogre slayer. Not to realize that she's actually... It's okay, Damien. How could I have missed this? It's sorry, okay. I, sorry, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. But yeah, so we learned that she had that sensation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't a result of Mikoto. She just has it. She has it. Um, why does she have it? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And why does he have it? I have no idea. Um, why? This is my biggest question for the episode. If we don't learn what's going on with the octopus flashbacks every time she sees one i'm gonna be really upset yeah at this point you did it twice in in four episodes y'all gotta fess up what what is going on here with that (laughs) like this ain't the first episode of food wars like what are we doing the tentacle stuff for intermission like it's just so out there too like it's it in food wars it it kind of fit you know because like because of the result of eating the food, but yeah. she just saw a vendor with with octopus twice, and like it was almost like it scared her. It wasn't <laughs> like a fantasy; it was like a flashback. And I want to know what that's all about. Yeah, I feel like there's something something weird, something weird there. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I want to. I want to know. Um, but yeah, I was really hoping that they would explain a little bit more about the heart eye thing and where this like power comes from where they're pretty much invincible to ogres um but not yet i mean it's only been four episodes so gotta have something in the background yeah there's gotta be something we can't know everything at once you know yeah, yeah. It, otherwise it wouldn't be fun as a story yeah. right and we already have an op character we're gonna get two op characters so if they were just OP and we knew why right off the bat, then what would be the fun? Yeah, it wouldn't be fun at all. My question is, though, she's only got the one peach eye. So is she OP or is she half OP, you know? I mean, she slayed that slug pretty easily. So whether she's half OP or she's full on OP, she's probably going to get both peach eyes at some point. 
Yeah, she is a badass. Yeah. And I think I thought it was like super cool that she cut her hair and now she's like, yeah, screw it. No one's going to recognize me anymore. Like they're not going to hit on me because I don't have long hair, you know, whatever. And yeah, I thought it was happened. cool too. And she even she said that. She's like, yeah, I'm cutting off the femininity that was holding me back, which was, you know, good women. That was awesome. Yeah, she's like, screw it. I'm done. So yeah, yeah. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I don't it's know. Like potential. Was, yeah, has potential for fourth fourth episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next one has else? Frau in the name. It's like Frau and the something. Yeah. So I'm excited about that because I like Frau. We're gonna get some more Frau content, which is cool. She's a rad character, little hair folk doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, it's weird with these flashback episodes. We kind of like it progresses the story, but not in the way that a normal episode would. We're just kind of like, Oh, that fills in the gaps, you know? Right. Right. So it's weird to like talk about it. It's like, okay. Yeah. But like, we didn't see like anything progress with the ogres. Like we don't know what their plan is now. Like we don't know where that, what Sally and Makoto are going to do now. Now that they're together, are they going to split up? Are they going to fight together? Is she going to learn more about herself? Like, are they going to have, like, a full-on slot attack? There's just kind of just... I don't I don't want to say that flashback episodes are filler episodes because they're 150% not. But they're, they fill in the gaps and give us more information. Mm-hmm. We have, like, 10% of the puzzle completed now. There's yeah. still so many more. Yeah. So many more pieces, and that's why it has such potential. Definitely. I think, though, with this... With, this mon- with the manga only having nine volumes... I can kind of just see them doing this all in 12 episodes. There's only nine volumes. Yeah. It's it. This story is, is like a Japanese like mythology, oh. you know, it's just, it's like an old tale. So like it went from like, you know, it being a, like a tale in Japanese literature to now manga, now that to an anime. I can kind of see them just doing this in nine episodes in 12 episodes. Wouldn't hate it. I don't think so. I think it would be, Honestly, I think it'd be great. A great 12 episode banger. Uh, there's nothing really you can ask other than that, you know? Yeah, as long as they answer our questions of like where the, what the power is, that's really my biggest question in the octopus thing. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Once he gets those two questions, he's done with this show. I'm telling you that right now. Exactly. Exactly. He done. We're saving the best two for last. Best two. Okay. So we know what's next coming next. Moonlit Fantasy, episode three, Human Shock. Love it. Just love it. Just love yeah. the show. It's so good. So funny. I love it. Oh my gosh. Like I, my first note that I have on here is I just love the fact that he knows that he's in an Isekai. Yeah. He's so self-aware. It's great. It's, it's so great. He's for breaking the fourth wall. He's letting us know that he's in an Isekai. The characters are funny. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't care about anything. Like I, the whole premise of this episode was literally like, yeah, we're in this like demi plane now. Like, oh yeah, the el- like the elder dwarfs are gonna like make me shit. And like now we have like all of a sudden, like Mio and uh what's Shin's new name? Damn it. I don't know Shin. I don't Tomo. Know Shin. Tomo, Tome, Tomo, something like Tomo, that. Tome. Something, tomato, something. <laughs> they have their own people too. Yeah, like Chin's bringing mist lizards and Mio's bringing Alkies or something like that, mm-hmm. which are like spider folk. 
and it's just like dang like we're just vibing in the demi plane now yeah and he's like he like he doesn't want to accept the title of like my lord or uh master young master or whatever he's he's like it's like i don't deserve this he's just kind of deadpan face when they're saying all the things and yeah it's the show is so self-aware and it's also like backwards everything's backwards yeah so usually when you go into another i mean usually like this happens to me but in isekai like you go and you're you get like a a mission from the gods to Mm -hmm. slay monsters um and then you're amongst other people and you're slaying monsters but it's the opposite he's amongst the monsters with no mission which is why one of the reasons why they love him they're they're like you don't have a mission from the god do you he's like no she sucks (laughs) and they're like good we don't agree with her because they're probably like oh this is another human that's here to kill all the monsters but no and he's OP. i didn't think about that yeah and he's op from the start but he can't communicate with humans and it's just all backwards and it's great i love it that's what oh my god i have that written down too like the goddess granted him the ability to speak and read and write in every other language the keyword being other mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. means he didn't get the ability to speak his own human language which i guess is considered the common language in this in this world but like that was so funny to me because obviously that's what she said i'll give you every other and he's like yeah let's do it and then <laughs> It meant that he can't speak his own language. Yeah, and he looks like a giant demon to the humans because he's so powerful. Yes, which I find to be interesting because when he, they go to the adventure guild and they hold the scroll and like the dragon and the spider have the highest power levels on all the land, they're just like, you are rank E level one. Yeah, I don't know if, I think there's like a, a level system. I don't know if, so he's so powerful because so much mana, mana, however you want to say it. It's just like oozing out of him. But he has no, like, like when you're playing an RPG, you can pick a wizard class who has a lot of mana, but you're still level one when you start out. So like, I, I think that. it's like experience wise, like you ah. like gain levels by like killing monsters or something, completing missions. This doesn't he's make just, sense because he's not experienced at all. Right. He's just he, really strong doesn't know anything right so that's why he's level one got it you know that makes a lot of sense and it's funny it's just another backwards thing that he's probably the strongest person in that whole guild or village at that but they all think that he's a noob a dumbass yeah a noob a new newbie yeah although we have the dragon slayer sophia bolga mm-hmm if I remember correctly, I'm ex- I'm excited to see her make an entrance yeah. in this series. The other thing that I didn't re- like think of, or maybe not understand, maybe there's like a plot hole, maybe I'm missing something, you know, which could be entirely true. I missed the entirety of uh, the backflash part in Peachboy Riverside. So missing details is something that may happen to me uh, or does happen rather than, uh, however, like they're in the demi plane, right? Mm-hmm. Where are the humans at? Are they in the demi plane too? No, I think they. I think they left the demi plane because he was going towards that human village in the beginning of the episode, and Tome Tomo just like appeared out of her demi plane and was like, "You need to come back." 
Uh, and then, so like, it's almost like teleportation in and out of the demiplane. Yes. Okay. That makes sense because the goddess dropped him at the edge of the earth. Right. And he's like, this place sucks. Like, I don't want to be here. And now they're, yeah, they're in the demiplane. The demiplane is amazing. So they don't have to be in the crappy wasteland. Right. And that's kind of where they brought, I guess the elves are also from the realm, but they're not from the demiplane. Because the right. orcs were also from the demiplane. Right. So they're, yeah, they just brought a bunch of people into the demiplane. Yes. And okay. the village was outside of it. Got it. Okay. Something tells me they're going to bring the humans into the demiplane in the next episode. That would be cool. <laughs> I think that would be great. Happen. Yeah. Just A plus. Love the show. This is the one that I look forward to the most every week. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It is so funny. I'll tell you my show at the very end what I'm looking forward to because it's actually not in these six. Oh, no. um, Let's finish off these six with something strong. Let's finish this. Let's finish our <laughs> weekly show with Tokyo Avengers, episode 16. Dude, I got, a time. I got one note and it was that made me feel sick to my stomach. Oh, yeah. That was rough. Oh, yeah. I would go as to say that this is this was, out of all 16 episodes, the realest and the roughest episode that we've seen so far of that. Absolutely. Out of all the shows. Like, not even just Tokyo Avengers. Yes, 100%. Like, like I thought Draken almost dying and getting stabbed and, and uh, Takamichi getting stabbed in the hand was rough. Mm-hmm. But this absolutely takes the cake in that regard. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I think it's because, like, they're just people in this universe. Like, there's mm-hmm. no, like, aside from him time traveling, like, they're all vulnerable, just like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no powers or anything like that. And it's just real. Yeah, it is real. It, it makes me like when Kazuturo hit Mikey's older brother over the head with the wrench. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like thinking back, like when I was 11 years old, like, do you remember being 11 and just like doing shit and not thinking about it? Mm-hmm. like kicking a ball at somebody mm-hmm. or like throwing a snowball at somebody without them real like just dumb shit that kids do but that it's like in a weird way like i don't want to con- like i want to like he was just being a dumbass kid and not really realizing the gratitude like how big of a situation they were in at that time like stealing a bike and then eventually yeah. like murdering somebody with a with a wrench yeah and it was like he's just getting mikey a birthday present like that's what they were doing. They were stealing a bike to give to Mikey. Like they were, they were like, imagine his face when he sees this bike. He's gonna look so cool. And then he hits him over the head with that with the wire cutters and kills him. Kills him. Like in the head, kills him. Yeah. And like it felt so raw. Mm-hmm. with the emotions that both of them were bringing to the table when they were arrested. Yeah. Like Baji never wanted to be there from the very start. No. Like he thought stealing a bike from anyone was a bad move. Mm-hmm. And he, you could tell that Baji was, is a good kid. Yeah. And like, I think was just part of probably part of Toman just to have fun. They're 11 years old, you know, they're just running around like a bunch of turrets doing whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Casatura, on the other hand, 
something about him is is evil. Yeah, I didn't understand the switch to kill Mikey. That so I the only thing that I could think of as to why he immediately because it was like immediate, it was like shell shock almost. Yeah. Like once he was killed, he was like, okay, now I gotta kill Mikey. Right. It's like, does he think like I was thinking multiple different things? Does he think that Mikey's gonna kill him? So he needs to kill Mikey first. Like, does he no. think that like I need to wipe them off? He he was saying it's Mikey's fault. But it wasn't Mikey didn't put him up to it. it no. Was just Mikey's birthday. Yeah. But he was he might have been thinking like it's Mikey's fault because like I'm friends with Mikey and I care so much about him that I wanted to give him a good gift that I thought that this was a good idea. So because I'm friends with Mikey and because I killed this guy, it's Mikey's fault. Like if Mikey was never in my life, I would never have killed this person. Mm -hmm. So he's like drawing a huge, like circular conclusion back to like the beginning. Mm -hmm. I mean like, well, if this never happened, then I wouldn't be here in life. It's like, again, 11 years old. That's not how things work. You know, like, right. You can't just be like, damn, I wish I, you know, never did that. It's like, that's not how you can't just go back in the past. Right. Unless you're talking to me. Unless you're but, talking to me. <laughs> right. So it's almost like that was his coping mechanism to deal with like the consequences of what he just did to just yeah. kind of like the, yeah, the, the shock of it. That's how he dealt with it. Whereas Baji is a good kid and just felt complete remorse for what happens. Just. He, he immediate remorse, which is probably so. This leads me to believe that, like, Kazator obviously was arrested and put in juvie for murder and mm-hmm. probably got out when he was older, like 18, probably. Mm-hmm. Baji was allowed back into Toman because he, because like him and Mikey probably talked and he probably realized that Baji didn't do anything and mm-hmm. that he was put up to it by Kazutoro. But now, Mikey knows that Kazutora wants to kill him and that Mikey brought in Kasaki because he knew that when Kazutora got out of Juvie, things were going to pop off. Right. I think Mikey knew, know, knew about Valhalla. He knew that things were going to happen, but I don't think that he was expecting Baji to flip on him like that. Yeah, we don't. So like this whole episode was the explanation of why he hates Mikey or why they yeah. both hate Mikey. But we don't really know why Baji hates Mikey yet. We don't. I think in a very long con kind of way that Baji is not actually joining Valhalla. You think? I think Baji's a mole. That would be cool. I think he probably said to him, like, when his brother was killed, he was probably like, listen, like, in five years' time, or seven years time when he turns 18, like we're going to have to kill him. And if he joins another gang, which he's probably going to do because he's not welcome back here and he needs protection for himself, I'm going to need you to infiltrate that gang so we can kill him. Yeah. And that's, that's what's theory. happening right now. And Baji's instructions were to do everything possible to make it believable that he's a part of the gang. Cause there's no reason for Baji to hate Mikey. Baji owes Mikey this moment i hope you're right i hope that's what it is i have i have a a screaming sensation that that baji's a double agent and is working for mikey also 
This show's about time travel. Mm-hmm. Like, and stopping Kasaki. I feel like we've taken a whole detour of that mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. But we kind of, it's kind of necessary to learn more about Toman. All right. And yeah. It was nice. It was nice to see them, like the younger days of them and how it all got started. It was heartwarming until the end. It was, yeah, it was heartwarming <laughs> until the end. Also, I have, a, I, have, I have a thing that I learned this week, which is kind of a uh, side note, but on the show. Did you know that manji means swastika in Japanese? No, I did not know that. So it's like Tokyo Swasta Gang. And you, you had said in like one of the first episodes that we watched this that the manga has a lot more symbolism of the swastika than the anime does. Yes, and that's why we don't have the English release of the manga. Well, you can find scans online, but you won't find any of the any of the physical copies in any stores. Wow! Because Kondansha does not want to, uh, like censor the manji symbol because for the Japanese the manji symbol swastika is not a bad thing right you know like it's it's a buddhist symbol right and it has a completely different meaning than it does for western audiences completely different meaning yeah so it's like they're stuck like do we censor the swastika like you know think about it like some mom walking through barnes and nobles and our kids like looking to get like high cue or something off the off the shelf and she like looks and there's a manga with a swastika on it wouldn't go well it would not go well i don't think it would i think there would be a lot of karens that are very upset but they don't know they're just like oh swastika oh holocaust you know which rightfully so like it's kind of embedded into our culture western culture that swastikas are bad yeah you know so yeah it's good that's a nice fact that's really cool yeah so manji means swastika which is interesting manji means swastika like just talking about the episode just brought my mood down yeah yeah it's like oh again i just think this show is so good i want to binge watch it so bad yeah like yeah the shows that we're watching i can wait until next week to see what's happening Mm -hmm. but tokyo avengers i want to i want episode episode 17 like right now and they leave you on a cliffhanger every time they leave you on a cliffhanger so who knows what's going to happen in the next episode you're flash right. forward, continue the flashback. Who who knows, Nick? Nobody knows. You know what I knows? What do you knows? There's only one thing that's gonna bring my mood back up. And that is fire starter. Damien gets fired up. Damien gets fired up. Okay, this is Damien gets fired up. Last week we did I kind of split them up, you know, because I was watching so many things. I didn't want to just do six episodes, six shows. And talk about six shows. I was like, okay, I'll do three and three, and then two more next week, uh, to kind of go over everything that I'm watching this season. So, as a reminder, last week I talked about Battle Game in Five Seconds, which was like the super smart, soulfist, cool show. Remake Our Life, which is about a slice of life about a video game character going back in time. Well, video game want to be video game creator going back in time to then create a video game. Anyway, and then Girlfriend Girlfriend, which is just your typical this season's harm show um which i don't want to hear anything from you um so this week is three more so i'll go from the from least to favorite okay 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 the dungeon of black company 
was what I watched for the first one. So the Dungeon of Black Company is essentially, Nick, someone who's a neat. So it's someone who's not in education, something, training. They don't do anything. Um, not in not education, something, training, employment, employment, yeah, or training. So not doing fuck all with their life. Uh, but he's super rich. He like invested in, he's like a, he's a straight up capitalist. Like he invested in capital when he was young, real estate market, you know, owned a bunch of condos and then now owns a bunch of buildings. And he's just living a lavish lifestyle in the penthouse of this huge building that he owns. And then he makes passive income from his rental properties, whatever. Uh, he gets isekai'd. So he gets sucked down a hole into this new world where he now needs to figure out how to do things. And it's like, it's a weird place. Like he, there's demons and there's monsters and there's other like humanoid characters, you know, whatever. And like, he is just brought in and you are a laborer. There's a labor class and there's a ruling class and they are divided and it, as everyone follows the rules, you know, mm-hmm. but he's such a shyster that he's figuring out ways to like exploit the the capital class and the working mm-hmm. class to his favor so he's using like everything under the book like in episode two like he figured out like the ants that were in the dungeon as monsters didn't have uh representation as a union so he goes in and he starts rolling these these ants <laughs> up like i'll be your union i'll be your union rep i'll be your union rep and like they go up to the queen ant, and they're like yo you're you're done they're like you're done we're done with you and like he takes over the ant colonies, and then like now all of a sudden he's in charge of all the ants, and like the female ant is on his side, like the queen ant, and like he has a dragon with him that he like finessed, and he's just like finessing all these people so he can eventually take over like the corporation that he because he's a capitalist, so he's like, Oh, I know how to exploit like labor and like the rules and like figure out how to like make money, and it's just a goofball show that just mm-hmm. is funny. That's all. It's just a, that sounds great. It's just an enjoyable little show. Um, and like, yeah, he's just, he's an insane character. He's such a jerk off, but he's so funny. And he's just like, I don't care. Like I'm doing what's good for me. And like, if I'm screwing you over, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, uh, I just have a feeling that like, he's by the end of it, he's just going to be like the leader of the whole place like the the dungeon of black company is going to be like that's what he called himself the black company and they're just going to be like the number one company that's what i'm mm-hmm. assuming is going to happen so i'll let you know how that one goes please do yes absolutely and then this is one of mappa's shows for this season is the next one i'm going to talk about okay and this is called the edeton deities only no peace so essentially this show is uh deities that locked away demons for 800 years and the demon the gods are just like ah we're just gonna screw off and do whatever we want and then they do just that and then the demons come back and they're like oh my god we don't know how to fight we are so weak what do we do so they're like trying to figure out like how to actually be strong and fight these demons and episode one in you know like they resurrect a demon through ice to like defrost him and one of the you know eat it in deities fights them off and whatever but there looks like there's some shystiness happening i won't get too much into it but it it, it seems like it's a, gonna be an interesting show i only watched one episode uh the animation style is certainly different than other shows that we've watched um i think it's pretty cool 
So I'm going to watch two and three, and then I'm going to get back to it. I know I didn't say too much, but I still I don't really have a full opinion yet. Fair enough. The you know old, what I'm saying? The old commandment, three episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, episode one kind of ended on a rape scene. And, like, that was kind of off-putting. So I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, it's just like, ah, it's kind of weird. It's, it kind of, it shows that the world is cruel and that like the, it was like a nun that was like praying to the gods to be saved. And it kind of ended like midway. Like you didn't see anything, but it was still kind of just like, okay, I get it. Like, do the, are the gods going to come or are they not going to come? Like, that's going to kind of show what, what kind of world this is. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to save her or not? Whatever. Uh, so yeah, I think you'll probably figure that out as a two, but I thought that was like kind of weird. That's kind of cringe, honestly. Kind of like edge lordy. Like we don't need a rape scene. So this brings me to my favorite. And this is a show that I after I watched the first two episodes, I was looking forward to episode three so badly. Really? I was like, damn, I want to watch. I, this is, I'm down bad for this show. Not in a weird way, but like in a dude, I want to watch this. It's called R.E. Main. R.E. Main? Yeah, R.E. Main. This okay. is on Funimation. And it is another MAPA show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, I love, like, so far, I've just loved everything that they've put out. And it's, they're putting out a show. I'm just going to watch it because I like that them as a studio. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know they have bad labor conditions, but they put out good stuff. So I'm conflicted. Anyway, I mean, it's water polo, right? But oh. the water polo one, yeah. However, there's a, a twist to it. It's not your normal run-of-the-mill, burning comedy, haiku, like, we're going to play a sport. It is, but it's a little bit different. He suffers from memory loss. So he became, in middle school, the best water polo team in Japan. And then he got in a car accident, lost his memory, and now he doesn't know how to play water polo. Mm-hmm. So he just goes to a regular old high school and he ends up joining the team because of reasons. He had like a model girl that he was like super into and she like kind of like not tricked him into joining, but was like, hey, listen, like you owe me money if you don't become the best player. So you either have to become the best player or you owe me money. And he's like, oh, screw that. I'm going to become the best player again. So I don't have to pay you anything. So he joins water polo after the behest of the people who are like, you're the best water polo player in Japan. We want you to join. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. Anyway, three episodes in, they're just trying to get more players because you need a team of seven to do it. And it's just really amazing to see like some of the character development that we've seen from the six that have already a part of it. Each one is unique and kind of like an outcast in their own way. And it's kind of nice that they all kind of came together to play water polo. So they're not, so they're kind of like outcasts together. You get that ragtag team. Yeah. It's that ragtag team vibe where they're just like, you know, we are, we're not meant to be together, but we are going to be together and we're going to do everything we can to, to be a good team. It's usually entertaining and heartwarming. It is. It is. And like, I'll say this right now, like three episodes in, they have not played a lick of water polo. (laughs) Like I have seen, them take like three shots on net and that's mm-hmm. it. And then they, they swam to like do a race and that's it. So like not seeing a lick of water polo yet. Like, I don't know nothing about water polo, but dude, the characters are cool. The context is interesting. It's made by Mava. I like it a lot. It's got a heart favorite story. It's a fave so far. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. 
love to hear it. And you like your sports animes. I do. I do like my sports anime. So, yeah, let me continue watching it. Good, good. Uh, Damien's fired up. And that's me. Yeah. Next week, we'll have some more. A few more things. Two more, I think. Three more. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll just continue on and see what I drop and what I continue with. Dude, I'm, I'm excited to hear when they actually do play water polo. What's it like? I'll let you know. Awesome. I'll be sure to bring it up. <sighs> with that being said, Nick... I think that's it. That's it. We made it through a lot of content. Oh my episode. gosh. Let's see where we're at. An hour and nine minutes. We made it through Perfect. a lot. We Perfect. made it through a lot. 12 up. I talked about what? Six, six together with you and I, and then three there. So nine. That's yeah. a lot, man. That's a lot. It's, it's a lot of anime. No wonder you didn't realize the flashback was a flashback. That's true. That's uh, so true. Boy. <sighs> yeah. It's just, it's just a lot to keep together, but we're going to keep doing it. Yes. We love to. Cause we love to do it and we're going to keep talking about it. So with that being said, I just want to thank everyone for attending our 35th club meeting. This is getting so crazy. Uh, where we discuss all things anime and sometimes manga related. We're just your two wannabe weaves where we detail the season's newest shows and sometimes the analysis of old favorites. Uh, Nick, they can find us at Aki culture club on social media or Aki culture.club on the net. I don't know if people yeah, say that anymore. On the, on the interwebs. On the interwebs. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of it, guys. All right, man. There's only one way to end these. Peace out. See ya.